Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. Welcome to the Clubhouse, Degenerates. Oh, why, why do you, when we start the episode, you like, get peppy. <laughs> you're the, otherwise, you're sitting, you're kind of like, well, <laughs> you're right, Mondo. I should I should be super low energy for the entire podcast. I should talk monotone, and I think I think that's what we've been missing. Yeah, I've just got I just got to take you know, no no jokes, good or bad. Because right, if you don't tell any jokes, you can't tell a bad joke. Uh huh. I I I'll try that next episode. Yeah. For for this episode, I'm gonna try to be entertaining. Okay. So wait, you haven't been you haven't been No, I haven't been trying this whole time. <laughs> if you hadn't brought this up right now, I could have continued down that path, but we'll we'll try to switch that up. Sure. And in this episode, we're we're gonna get into a little bit of Ash Credit mm-hmm. and then right into the last ep uh the Last of Us episodes four and five, because there was there's a double header. We were recording this on Super Bowl Sunday because we're dedicated. Right. Because we're trying to be entertaining and peppy. And not monotone. That was such a weird thing to call out, by the way. Because you just like flipped the switch. <laughs> yeah, because I'm just sitting here waiting for it to start. You were, you were playing around with the computer for like 10 minutes. And then you started. So yeah. Technical, I got, technical difficulties. I got going. And, and I do commend you. This was the perfect way to start the episode. <laughs> I guess on that note. So we're doing two. Ep- two we're, when we get to Binger Purge, we're covering two because one got released the Friday before Super Bowl Sunday to not conflict with Super Bowl. So they decided to release one Sunday and then again Friday the same week. That's mm-hmm. why we're doing two episodes. Hey, Mondo. Huh? Did, have you ever tried to organize a professional hide-and-go-seek tournament? Organize a professional hide-and-go-seek? No. A tournament? No. I know, me neither. Because good players are really hard to find. Oh. bum chings Well, I was going to either tell that or a time-traveling joke, but you didn't like it. He's thinking about this one, guys. Get it? Do you, do you get it? Do you need me to explain that one to you? Because it's a time traveling. It's like, uh, like I told it in the future, but you didn't like it. So then mm. I went back in time and didn't tell it. I like the first one better. Hey, Mondo. Mm-hmm. What did the buffalo say when his son left? Uh, Bye, son. Bye, son. I'll say something about come back with your wing on your wings or something. I don't know. Hey, anyone who believes that psychokinesis is real... Raise my hand. Ha, ha, ha. Get it? Instead of raise your hand, raise my hand. Okay, like just two more. Okay. Mondo, why did the can crusher quit his job? Because they told him he can't. That, that's actually... You, you, <laughs> that was another one. That's, that's, that's what do you call a can opener that doesn't work? A can't, can't opener. But this is a different one. This one oh. was better. What do you call a can crusher who quit his job? Or why did the can crusher quit his job? Because it was so depressing. Ah, depressing. Last one. What is the best way to watch a fishing stro- a fishing show? The best way to watch a fishing show. A live stream. <laughs> I, I, I was so proud of The Last of Us. There was just a series of bad jokes. And I was like, have they been listening to our podcast? <laughs> did, did, did they listen to any random episode where I just told a terrible pun? They were like, that's what we need. In this episode. Yeah. I could have written... I don't forget who... It was like uh, Ellie was reading off of a book. Yeah, it's funny that Ellie's the one cracking the dad jokes. Because she found she found a joke. You know, Joel is emotionally closed off. Let's get to that. Mm-hmm. Let's table that. And and we'll, we'll, we can discuss the merit of those jokes and who should have been telling them. But first, Mondo. Uh-huh. What, what segment are we going to do? We're going to do Ask Reddit, Aaron. Nice. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Uh, Aaron, Reddit question number one: What is, what is one thing you've always wanted to cosplay as if you had unlimited resources and time? And for those that don't know, for the, that aren't nerds like myself, I would say me. Cosplay is when you dress up as a character in like an anime or a video game or some kind of uh, media. See, I've thought of it about this a little bit. Ever since actually, like there, there was like was it four or five months where I was driving Lyft, and the, that day I was driving. There was Denver Comic Con, 
And it was just a wild scene. Just everybody cosplaying at the wazoo. And there, there were people coming and going. I don't know what it was like inside because I was only picking people up from the outside. Uh-huh. And I thought, hmm, what would I actually dress up? And here, here's the thing. This is, this is what I limited uh, myself to because that was right when I started shaving my head. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to think, like, who are the bald, like, superheroes or supervillains? And it seems like they're almost all supervillains, right? Mm-hmm. There's, like, Professor X. I don't want to dress up as Professor X, get a wheelchair that's lame. Uh-huh. And there's, uh, what is the guy's name in uh, the the video game? Uh, Which video game? Oh, no, I'm, I'm just blanking his name. I want to say Kratos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kratos from, uh, yeah, yeah. The guy with the whip chain axe things in part one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, I'm, I, so His weird. name is Kratos. Yeah, but I'm blanking. What's the name of the game? God of War. God of War, yeah. Kratos yeah. and God of War. I don't think I can get that shredded without tons of P- uh, PEDs. So I guess it says unlimited time and resources. Like, Mondo, do I just take a ton of steroids? You could. just get like super swole, like get like a you could, liver or, king swole. You could do that, or you could mm-hmm. just get like prosthetics made. Because if you've got unlimited resources, you don't need to go through all the work of getting ripped. No, no, no. I want to commit to this, Mondo. Okay. It says unlimited time and resources. Right. So I'm just just taking all the steroids, anabolic, terinabol, TRT, everything. Got just it. get like amazingly jacked. And then I, I grew out a huge beard. Wait, do I actually grow out the beard or do I get a really fake uh, prosthetic beard? You grow the beard because if okay. you're gonna get fucking swole, you may as well grow the fucking beard. Grow the beard. Like, new, like growth hormone stuff that on your yeah. face, whatever that shit's called. And then, you... and then I get the actual tattoos. Okay, not fake tattoos, like the real. So just wait, just wait, committing. Wait. Yeah. Okay, so you've seen Tropic Thunder. Yes. Where, uh, what's his name gets supposedly gets his skin inked black. Oh, to... did he really? I, f- I forgot that part. Yeah, yeah. In Robert Trop- Downey Jr.? Robert Downey Jr.'s character, the actor, whatever his the actor's name is. I'm just a guy playing another guy, pretending to be another guy. He wants to get so committed into being a mm-hmm. black character that he actually gets like like tattoos to make him, his skin pigment darker. Now, if you're going to do Kratos, does that mean you're going to do like tattoo your whole body? Because you're already, you're, I mean, you're not pale, but Kratos is like white. Like he's white. He's like... No, I'm just, I'm just gonna stay. I, I can get the white Mondo. I just I just need to stay indoors completely. But if you're gonna be working out, so you're gonna be getting you're gonna work out indoors for months to get jacked. Uh huh. Because you can't work out outside. It's fine. You know, otherwise I'm, you're I'm committing to this role. We're going all in, Mondo. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna have to get some sort of like lifts or something to make me pro- probably just like five inches taller. Mm-hmm. I think six five is probably big enough for him. So like I, I it's it's either that or I just go as one punch man. And and I've I just wear pajamas seen, and that's it. it. I don't even know what One Punch Man is. I know it's an anime, but I've never seen it. Mm, you know what? I don't think we we have time to open that can of worms. So my answer is Kratos. I'm getting super swole, taking all the steroids, and getting elaborate tattoos and five inch lifts, and then just gonna rock Comic Con. And people are gonna be like, "Wow, that's a great great costume. Why did you do that?" I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> Mine. Not that I've ever really wanted a cosplay, but I, I. So Blizzard, the makers of a shitload of video games, have uh like a an annual thing called BlizzCon, where like in um, I forget where they are. I think they're in Irvine, California, where they basically just it's like a it's like a festival. You know, you got to pay like a hundred bucks or two hundred bucks just to attend the fucking thing. And one of the things they always do is like a like a costume contest based off of Blizzard characters. So Blizzard's done. You know, all the Warcraft games, they've done uh, Diablo, they've done Starcraft. What other games is Blizzard famous for? Did you say World of Warcraft? Yeah, well, Warcraft in general. Yeah, Warcraft. So they've made a bunch of, like, certain franchises that are, like, Blizzard-exclusive franchises. And one of them that I really have always liked seeing is um, the character Reinhardt from Overwatch. Like these motherfuckers go all out and like catchphrase. Yeah. Well, these motherfuckers, the the cosplay dudes, like go as far as like to get stilts to make them tall. Cause like Reinhardt's like this big, armored like knight looking guy who's like fucking looks like he's eight feet tall and he's yes. you know. And I've seen some pretty sick uh, versions of of uh, Reinhardt, but I would want to do one that like is functional where the hammer actually. <laughs> Does the stuff that Reinhardt does, you know, where it's got like a rocket pack in the back of it and shit. 
I mean, it basically would be like like Batman, but a Reinhardt version. But uh, again, if we had unlimited resources and time, you know, I would even learn some German. If I had enough time, I'd learn some German so I could be as authentic as possible. Here, I'll, t- I'll teach you one. Off gates! What does that mean? Let's go. It's like it's like the, the vamos of German. Okay. How do you say, hey, baby, I've got a boner underneath my armor? Yeah, that one didn't come up in German lessons. Oh, man. <laughs> if I if I had one or two more lessons, we probably would have gotten to that. I would have to learn that phrase because at caught like at the like I said at BlizzCon and Comic Con, these things where there's a lot of cosplayers, there's almost always chicks that are half naked trying to cosplay as something like re- super revealing titties and and of course if I'm wearing a Reinhardt, they're not going to be able to see my boner because I'm hiding it underneath my armor. But I I would want to learn that phrase in German so I could. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up. <laughs> hey, baby, I'm hiding my boner underneath this armor, or something to the effect of like maybe something funnier, but with the you know you get, sends the same message, but okay, like I'm gonna I'm gonna say hi, girl. I'm hiding <laughs> and my erect- chicken. Am I <laughs> my chicken? I don't I don't know what erection the- erection. There's gotta be a word in German for erect. I'm hiding my erection under arm under my armor. I don't know if I'm how to, know how to pronounce that. Erection under my armor? Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, Mondo. <laughs> say it. Or at least just have the, the dictation say it. Oh, it's almost, okay. It's, it's, uh, hello, machin. That's, that's high girl. Because uh, I was going to say baby, but then they might have translated to like an actual infant. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, no, no. That's, that just gets too weird. So yeah, we're yeah. just going to go with girl. Don't do that. Hello, machin. Ich versteck meine Erektion unter meiner Rüstung. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I have to learn that. I have to. T- I have to just- Erection is almost this. It's got some different consonants, but it's almost the same. Wait, let's let's see. I I, w- I would guess my pronunciation was about a four out of ten. Okay. Let's see if we can we can hear it from uh, Google Translate. Hallo Mädchen. Ich verstecke meine Erektion unter meiner Rüstung. Erektion? <laughs> Erektion? <laughs> unter meiner Rüstung. Rüstung. All nice. Right. See, guys, we all learn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this this is at at its core, this is an educational podcast. Yeah, duh. We got we got Spanish with Armando, now we got German with, with Jaffe. And really, that is probably the most useful phrase you're going to learn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're going to be uh, fresh off the plane on the streets of Germany, and they're going to be like, hello, kannst du helfen? Can I help you? And then you just, yes, <laughs> I'm my erection under my arm. Yeah. And then they just won't bother you again, yeah. ever. It's perfect. <laughs> uh, some of the Redditor's answers to that question, user Marina-Minx writes, I love the cosplay as Yennefer from The Witcher. Oh yeah. I mean, choose hot, but what what is the cosplay? It's just like a black. Just wear a lot of black, like slutty shit. Okay. Dress. Sure. Um, user Javanator nine 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 writes full size mecha like Gundam. That'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Very impractical, but uh, some of these I don't even know what the fuck they are. Yeah, I don't know. Some of these other answers are kind of dumb. I don't know who the fuck they are. That was it for Reddit question number one. Reddit question number two. Dos. How do you say two in German? Zwei. Zwei? Ein, zwei. I, I don't know. Okay, zwei. Das Reddit zwei. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Steve, Irvin, ha, Steve Irwin has you pinned down in a headlock. What cool facts does he tell the audience about you and your habitat? Well, just to, so if if we have any younger listeners, Steve Irwin, <laughs> legendary Australian uh, animal lover. Not Not... A animal appreciator, yeah. okay? Because the way they said that, he has you pinned down. I was Crikey. like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. But yeah, he would he would get these dang- almost always really dangerous animals like and, and headlock them and pin them down. And he'd be like, oh, look at this crazy tarantula. And then he would tell you all about it. And you're just like, dude, it's going gonna, it's gonna to bite you. you there, that was always the tension of like, is Steve Irwin going to get maimed or killed by this thing. And then, yeah, eventually Stingray got him. Stingrays got have like this bone spear in their tail that fucking protrudes out when they feel threatened. And I've got a bone spear under my armor. <laughs> I, 
I don't know. I, I, I started morphing into Sean Connery. I could tell. I could tell that was your Connery. It went from German to Connery for some I, reason. I couldn't figure out which accent to do. I was going to try to do Australian, and then somehow it just felt like a, a Sean Connery uh, from Celebrity Jeopardy. So, yeah, Steve Irwin got... Uh, Stabbed in the in the heart by one of these fucking. Uh, I stabbed someone. Sorry, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a tragic death. I shouldn't be making jokes right now. So, what would Steve Irwin say about you if he's pinned you down? In a, in a non sexual way. Yeah, sure. Just for education. I mean, do you want to be sexual? Well, I got know, different I... problems. No, that was episode. Sorry, that was episode three of The Last of Us. We're moving on mm-hmm. to four and five. So, so no, non sexual. Uh, I don't think I can do the Australian action for the whole time. I want to try though. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you got to start off with crikey. 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 How to speak Australian. That's how I get it. This is a largely solitary animal. You can find him in his bedroom amongst blankets and and a curious amount of tissues. Oh, shit. (laughs) Jesus. That's that's really true. Curious? Curious. Just a couple. Does he have a runny nose or something else? Whatever you we will have to investigate further. <laughs> no, Steve, don't investigate. Do not investigate. Don't recycle them tissues. He also, like a beaver, and just to be clear, the animal a beaver, guys, where the innuendo is, is over. Uh, he has strong nesting habits. He will venture out of his cave to try to erect. <laughs> whoa, whoa, come down. Just to, to erect a new domicile. You can see him. Dragging building materials and building a new, what would he call it? What he wouldn't call it a house. Uh, I was trying to, what's domicile. The, domicile. Some, he'd use some fancy. A new den. Den. There you go. Because he is largely a den animal. Do I have to keep going? That's I, I, I'm no, so far no, away no. from the Australian accent now. I think that was it. No, you're good. Mondo, I got a tissues joke in. I compared mm-hmm. myself to a beaver. I think that's good. He He would... Like Steve Irwin would say something to, like, "Like, uh, careful what you feed him because he's gonna have like explosive diarrhea and/or gas the next day. Like, don't feed him." Oh, you, are we talking about you now? Yeah, yeah, me, me. Okay, I would say like, don't feed him. You know, s- certain foods after. Uh, don't don't feed him. Uh, I don't know. Don't feed him. Um, what's that shitty? Li- don't feed him Little Caesars. It gives him horrible heartburn. <laughs> the wait, wait, I'm trying to. How would he? How would he phrase it? He's like. Because there's always some adjective, right? It's like it's 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 like the the dreaded hyena, the the ferocious Armando, Cr- crikey, the domesticated Armando the, the, is able to <laughs> emit a strong, pungent odor yeah. from his rear when he feels threatened. Is it when you feel threatened? No, no, no. It's just it's not a defense mechanism. No, could no. You, could you use it as a defense mechanism? Mm. You know, like you're like ju- you you've been jumped on the street you just had what 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 is what is like the the one out of one worst food that gives you gas i don't know milk dairy stuff dairy stuff like oh if, god yeah dairy stuff especially like if like it used to be when i was in weird when we were students i could eat a full meal and eat ice cream and it was on cue that i would have to go take a shit so it still has like a similar effect where the the butt the guts start going gr- 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 and then and then yeah you have to like fart a lot or poo a lot or something or the combination of the two. The domesticated Armando may be lactose intolerant, <laughs> but he's able to use milk to ward off roving bands of assailants. <laughs> I, I like to I do like to uh, imagine a Mad Max style universe where the bands of raiders are attacking you and then you just drink milk. I don't know where did you get the milk? I don't know. That's not important for this this fantasy world I'm in, and then you just you just like a skunk, you fart them away. <laughs> uh, some of the redditors' answers to that question: user above average Joe writes, "Oi, look at this fella! He's a hairless variety, rare and silky smooth to the touch. He actually likes when you rub his head. Look at his leg going. I don't. Okay, I wish I could do read in a." I, I I can't. I was not even close to the accent, but you know what? Sometimes it's the effort. Uh, user Captain Beard Beard writes, "I don't care. He calls me a butte, and I really needed to hear it. You're a butte. Oh yeah, he does always say that. Oh, he's a butte. Oh, look at this Armando. He's a butte, <laughs> and he's he's probably like rubbing your head a little bit. Yeah, the the your the, the, the your bald head. Yeah, I'm bald. I like r- head rubs." 
Oh, I like head rubs too, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, a user better treat writes this little fella looks upset but he actually craves physical contact and then edit a lot of you weirdos are into thumbs and buttholes <laughs> oi crikey whatever you do don't you put your finger in his rectum you might get a surprise <laughs> all right that was it for Reddit question number two and to wrap our episode up, we got about 35-ish minutes to talk about The Last of Us, Episodes 4 and 5. Again, this episode is being recorded on Super Bowl Sunday. Episode 4 got released a week ago after our last recording, and then 5 got released just a couple days ago on Friday. Thank, thank you for telling that to reminding, the second time. I'm reminding you. I know, because it's very important Yeah, that they know that. Yeah, yeah, because if someone were to take the time to... Yeah. Never mind. Go ahead. Moving on. This is sort of the... Henry and Sam movie for the most part, right? The mm-hmm. the last episode we we had the uh Frank and Bill little movie. Yeah. First of all, have you seen any people's reactions to that episode? To the to the um Frank and Bill episode? No, I have not. It it was pretty intense. A lot of people crying. And the funniest ones were people who were crying and they're like, I thought this was just going to be a fun show about my zombies. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, like you, so you watched like reaction videos or you read shit? Oh, I just there's somebody made like a compilation of people doing reactions, like uh-huh. just like quick. So it was like 10, 10 seconds just reacting to the episode. I don't know where they came from. So four and five, similar arc, right? But the the one the one difference is for the first maybe half of episode four we get Ellie and Joel's super chill road trip, mm-hmm. which was nice. We needed a little a little break from people dying and uh, mass graves and like tragic lovers uh, taking their lives together. It was like, like it was nice, and there were a lot of corny jokes. I like the part where where you know he's telling her he's like it's we got a long ways ahead. Why don't you take take a nap? She's like, I'm not tired. And then cut to she's like fucking snoring and shit. And yeah, that was kind of funny. There was a lot more humor both uh, in the form of Ellie reading a joke book and then also just actually like worked into the 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 framework of the episode. The the other one which I thought was funny was when he's showing her how to siphon gas. By the way, have you ever had to siphon gas? I think I did when I was younger. Like when I was a kid, my dad was here, here do this. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Okay. Suck on this hose. <laughs> Whatever you do, like, don't drink. Well, Whatever you do, don't swallow it. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's what she said. Um, he He's showing her how to siphon gas. Very useful apocalypse skill. And then she's like, well, how does that work? And he gives just the most half-assed answer. Has no clue how it actually works. And that got me thinking, like, man, if there we were in the apocalypse, there would be all kinds of things that... Maybe we would functionally know how to do, but we wouldn't understand either the physics behind it or what actually makes it tick. Is there anything like that for you that kind of popped up where you're like, like, what would you just not know how to do in the apocalypse? I don't know. I think I would. I don't know. In my mind, I think I'm pretty prepared for a lot of shit, but it's again. So pre- can, you, can you like fix a car? Oh, no. But no. But I'm saying like there's a lot of you just in, a, in a, an apocalyptic environment. You just move on to the next car. You don't fix one. Do you know how to change a battery? That one's pretty simple. Yeah, I've done that before. You've done that before. Yeah. Like, is there anything you can't think of? Anything you're just you're I'm just sure, completely. Like said, prepared. You're the Mexican MacGyver. No, that's what I'm saying. Is I'm sure there are tons of things. It, it, they're all situational. You're asking me to come up with a situation where I was like, oh, I don't want to do. I don't know how to fucking uh, you know start a garden, but I'm sure you could learn by getting a book or going online or some shit. Well, I don't think there is an online in this world, but but yes, there's books. Uh-huh. Um, okay, we'll, we'll move on. I thought that was an interesting. Idea, because I was like, oh, yeah, there's all this shit that we just wouldn't know how to do. I guess the other part, we don't need to spend too much time on, on this this portion. The other part, though, that I did like was when uh, they they have driven off into the woods and, and parked their truck. And, and Ellie's basically like, Joel, are the bad men going to come get us? I forget how she phrases it. And he's like, no, no, we're safe. And then there's just it just cuts to a shot of Joel just standing like he's basically watching, like, watching guard, over. Yeah. yeah. Because you, you kind of get the feeling like, ah, he's just going to go to sleep. And then you're like, oh, no, he's protecting her. Which was, that was sort of the message at the end of episode three. It's like, Joel, 
Don't fuck this up. You got to look out for somebody. I, yeah, I was going to say, I also look at it like that. Exactly. He's looking out for, like, if it was just him, he'd probably be more at peace with just passing out and, you know, fall asleep with the gun next to him because he's only got to worry about himself. But when he, when he's like, he's thinking about Ellie, I was like, fuck, now I got to protect her. Uh, you know, so he's, I guess, even more vigilant than he would have otherwise been because he's like, fuck, it's not just me. I can take care of myself, but now I got to take care of this chick. Although, if it were me, I might have slept in the truck. Yeah. Like, both of them. Both of them, like, one in the front seat, one in the back seat, or whatever. I don't know. I forget if it was, like, a quad cab or regular size cab. But, yeah, you know, someone could sleep in the bed, the truck, you know, and someone could sleep in the in the seats, bucket seats. Maybe maybe just anything that would offer a little bit more protection than yeah. the fucking ground. Yeah. But, you know what? It doesn't seem like they're the best at picking spots to go to sleep. Foreshadowing. No, no. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, so, so anyhow, um, they they travel on, and we learn that Ellie does not know how to read a map. <laughs> which does anybody know how to read a map anymore? I I could still. I mean, if if I had a Thomas guide, I'm sure I could figure it out. I'm, I mean, they're not. It's not like the hardest thing to. It it, it did bring me back though, because I remember uh, individual road trips where back in the olden days, no GPS, all we had were maps and doing that like oh fuck I should have turned there kind of getting turned around yeah because it's a little bit trickier when you don't have GPS and you're like wait which way is this going south or is it going west what's happening right now so they end up Kansas City adjacent the route that they want to take is blocked off by cars hmm yep why could why could that be we don't know and then they decide to drive through Kansas City which Mondo even right now not the best idea. I don't, I don't know if I want to go straight through KC. Have you ever been there? I've not been through Kansas City. And uh, right now with the Super Bowl going on, I'm sure just traveling to Kansas City is already a fucking zoo. But no, I've never been to Kansas City. As they're, they're rolling through, they run into an ambush. Yep. Um, so, And it was a tricky ambush, too. Like There was a guy like in the middle of the road pretending to be like injured or hurt. And they're driving. They're pulling up slowly to it. And Ellie's like, aren't we going to get out to help him? And he's like, fuck no. And he just drives off. And sure enough, it was an ambush of a bunch of just like looter motherfuckers. I was a little bit unclear, like, what was the purpose of this ambush exactly? Were were they just trying to get a battery? Like, because here's the thing. So Joel is not fooled. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, I've seen this shit before. And we find out later in the episode that he has been both the ambushee and the ambusher. Mm-hmm. Because he, he's like, yeah, I've been on the other side of that. I'm Joel. And so he, he isn't fooled. Drives off, but then they run over like a a bunch of nails that have been laid out to uh-huh. puncture the tires. So then the, the truck slant, you know, kind of like slams into a wall or something. And then immediately the ambushers just start opening fire. Like yeah. no questions asked. And I was like, what, 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 what is your goal here, ambushers? Like, what are you trying to do? I think it's just take whatever resources they got, whether it's a bunch of... Because if they got a truck, they have to have probably things just... If they're go, if this... Whoever's in the truck is going on a road trip, they have to have some survival things in there. Food, water, et cetera, et cetera. Gasoline tanks, gas tanks. So there's stuff there that they're like, right. I got to steal their resources. But, but like, their first move is just to completely fuck the truck up. Yeah. Which is probably the most valuable resource. Yeah. It's like, okay. And then I'm like, well, maybe... Maybe, like you said, there's a bunch of other cars, so it's making maybe like the battery is the most useful thing. But they shoot it so much. I'm like, what if your fuckers don't hit the battery? Yeah. And and what if you hit the gas tank? Now you got gas everywhere. It seemed like a a very poorly planned ambush. I think that that ambush is uh, their intention is to not. They're probably their intention is probably not to resort to shooting at the motherfucker. They're hoping that they actually deceive people lure them in and they get within gun range to like hey right. get out of the car i'm taking your car i'm taking your shit but the fact that joel's like survivalist 101 he's like fuck this i see behind their bullshit and and, and all hell breaks loose so 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 do you think when he just took off they got excited when like so they were they were expecting him to stop i'm and sure be- there's gonna be one or two of them that are kind of like gun trigger happy you're like fuck yeah i gotta shoot somebody I, you know what? You know what? This is a little little tweak, little nitpick. I would have liked it if, in trying to get away, Joel had actually like hit the guy. 
like ran him over. Like maybe not intentionally, but maybe like the guy tries to to jump in front of the car, and Joel's like fuck this and guns it and like clips him. Because if if I was the uh, one of the raiders and somebody in the car ran over my buddy, I'm like oh fuck you. Yeah, I'm I'm shooting your ass up. Yeah. Oh, I, so you're saying that the the act of them shooting would have made more sense? Yeah. If, I, I felt like they were a little bit quick to the trigger. Oh, okay. Yeah, and this quick, very, very, very quickly escalates into a shootout, and uh, which kind of culminates in Joel having to make the decision of whether he is going to off this kid who's begging for his life. Like one of the raiders is how how old do you think that that character was supposed to be? Eighteen. Yeah, like eighteen, like late teens, early twenties. Yeah, and he's he's like, dude, I didn't, I didn't know. Like, we'll go talk to Kathleen and we'll work it out. And you're like. Who the fuck is Kathleen? Yeah, because I was like, wait, Kathleen can just there's there's someone apparently there's someone named Kathleen who can unfuck this situation. Joel, Joel has fucked it, and and Kathleen can unfuck it. Yeah, and then we meet Kathleen, and you're like, oh, she probably wasn't gonna unfuck anything. Yeah, do, do you want to explain uh, your your first impression of Kathleen and what was going on there? I didn't. I think I couldn't quite put my finger as to what, like, what makes her important. What makes her? What makes her like? These guys are like following her, but like, what? Like, I didn't understand. I, that, I had that same issue, right? And and we we do get that explained later. Yeah. But yeah, that was my part too, is because it, it it is uh, the actress who's playing her is named Melanie Linsky. Yeah. Uh, and she was in uh, Yellow Jackets. Yeah. Really good in that. We both liked her performance, but. I had the same thing. I'm like, man, this is like a post-apocalyptic thing. Like, we'll put her on the map. Was uh, two and a half men. She was a lot thinner then, and so she was kind of a hot. She was like one of the. She was Charlie Sheen's like kind of stalkery ex-girlfriend, but she was a little thinner, so it made her a lot hotter. Interesting. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, she in both Yellow Jackets and in this, the 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 similarities is that she comes off kind of. I mean, at front, just kind of. Like she sounds sweet, sweet but yeah. there's also kind of a psycho. There's something in there's the, her gears are kind of like you could tell there's some twisted part in her in her head. When we meet her, she's interrogating someone. Yeah, who we find out was her former doctor. Uh huh. And she's trying to find where uh, she's asking. She wants to know where where Henry is. Yeah. We're like, ooh, who's Henry? And the doctor will not tell her. And he's like, you're not gonna kill me. I'm your doctor. Yeah. <laughs> She's like fuck that. Yeah, uh, and because it, it actually almost seems like maybe there's a second where she's not gonna kill him. Yeah, and then all the shit with with Joel and the Raiders and everything is going on simultaneously, and she just gets pissed off and and kills him. We're like, oh, this bitch is cold blooded. Yeah, she gets triggered by what's the, the what's going on, and it, it just pushes her over the edge. Says fuck this, fuck this, fuck this. Uh, Mrs. Nice, you know, uh, you know. Sweet, innocent looking uh, inter or interrogator. Now she's like she just turns into evil bitch mode and says, "Fuck this, let's kill him." Does it? Does it? No, no second thoughts of like killing her. I guess her childhood doctor or her doctor growing up. It was kind of kind of cold blooded. So you could see like that she's got this this switch that just she could flip it, go from uh, hinged to unhinged really quickly. Sorry, I'm just watch looking at photos of her in Two and a Half Men and being like, "Oh my God, that was the same person." Yeah, no idea, never realized it. Yeah, um, she's hottie, huh? So <laughs> we need to get her a personal trainer right away. Uh, <laughs> so, so, here, but here, here's here's my question. I, I had the same the same thing of like, why are they following her? Like, I didn't, I don't really know. At least at first, I didn't feel like she pulled off that role. Yeah. Like, w- was she believable in that role to you? No. Okay, so so the people that are, f- like, following her, her, infor- her main enforcer guy is this kind of, you could tell he's, like, a grizzled, like, maybe a former military guy or something. Like, you could tell he could like, handle himself with the gun, and, and he's got armor on, and so you could just tell he's, like, this he, guy is he, a- He's like if Bill and Frank had a kid and then just rejected the gay lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> like, violently. And so you're like you're like wondering how, how does this one girl able to uh, have I guess power over these like just kind of rugged um, militant type people like there's what is what, what control does she have over them I don't under- well, well so let, you know what let's put a pin in that okay because that is explained somewhat later I still don't know if she really works in that part I didn't think she did um, so Ellie uh, and Joel get away. 
and you know they're 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 trying to find a tall building to scout out the city, and it's nighttime, and they're like, they're like, let's let's just sleep in the most exposed, uh, uncovered place. This is a good idea. Uh, and the the episode ends with Ellie waking Joel up, and Joel realizing that they are being held at gunpoint uh, by oh shit, what are the names? Henry and Sam. Uh huh. Henry, a kind of mid to late twenty something. Yeah, uh, black guy and his younger brother, who's like probably like eight. Yeah, he's probably eight to ten years old, and and the eight to ten year old is holding a gun at Joel. So that's already alarming because it's not it's not the older Henry holding the gun at him. It's like, oh shit, this little kid is pointing a gun at me. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, like you don't like. Oh, Joel, do I, Joel would kill him in a second. Yeah, like do I <laughs> fucking physically get into pushing this little kid over and fucking him up or i also thought that that spoke to henry having no idea what the fuck he was doing because it's yeah. like dude like you you saw that whole thing unfold you saw joel kill someone maybe you don't have the eight-year-old be responsible for subduing joel yeah just just an idea just a little little order of operation so then we we move into episode five and we get the sort of henry and sam backstory uh-huh and I, I I thought this episode was great. The way they handled the backstory here was kind of what I hoped they had done. I wish they would have done a little bit closer to with Bill and Frank, right? Where we we get backstory, we get to know those characters, but then it kind of feeds into Ellie and Joel's story. Episode five starts with uh, Anne Frank Apocalypse Edition. <laughs> there, you had to see the similarities, right? Yeah, because. Uh... Henry and Sam are like basically they're they're being hunted by Kathleen and mm-hmm. and and this kind of uh, this militia. Yep. This resistance. So they're not they're not fireflies. They're not Fedra. They're no. like this other military militant group that they're are freedom fo- fighters. That are yeah sure that they're and they're following Kathleen's direction. And so Henry knows he's being I guess hunted. So mm-hmm. what's the guy's Ebenezer? I forget the old guy. He had an interesting name. The doctor. Yeah. I don't know. So the so this old doctor basically finds like an attic for them to hide, and uh, and they're they're eating like canned goods. So yeah, it had a little like you said, Anne Frank, like you know, trying trying to hide from the uh, eating a lot of beans, eating a lot of canned food that's not good for you, but you gotta eat what you gotta eat when you're surviving like that. Oh, he they did make him they. Oh, so I think this was the do- no, maybe this isn't the right guy, Doctor Newman. Sure. That can't be right. No. There, there, I'm, I'm trying to look at the cast, and there's multiple doctors. It would have been interesting if they gave the doctor a Jewish name. Just really drive it home. <laughs> there is a doctor Schoenheis, which is, sounds German. I don't know if that was him or not, though. Anyhow. Oh, yeah, I think that was him. Edelstein. It's Edelstein. So they did give him a Jewish name. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. They just completely and franked this up. But instead of a diary, Sam leaves a bunch of colorful crayon drawings of... Him and, and uh, Henry is superheroes. So, well, I think it's supposed to be Sam. It's Super Sam, and this it's basically like like Sam's. Uh, Sam's in the comic books. We find that out, mm-hmm. and so this is like Sam's version of himself as a superhero. He's got like a red fucking yeah. uh, thing over his eyes, and, and well, he's like blasting lasers at all the bad guys. Yeah, and shit. He, he is Super Sam, but then there were also pictures of him at, like as Super Sam, and then Super Henry next to him. Oh, okay, I didn't catch the Super Henry stuff. But yeah, so this so Sam just decorates the the attic with all these drawings, these you know crayon drawings of Super Sam basically coming to the rescue and saving them from the apocalypse and saving them from these uh, militia people and and I think if they were able to successfully adapt Anne Frank to a Broadway play, I think they should be able to make Super Sam on Broadway. Okay, I would watch it. I'd go. All right. Um, if they if they gave me tickets, I thought they did a really good job of establishing the relationship between the two of them. The one, I don't know if I want to call it weird, but I uh, think that was very different from the game was they made Sam deaf. They made Sam deaf. Like, why? Why do you think they did that? I don't know. I think it was just, it was just acting, adding to me. It was just like adding another color, another thing to, to make them a little more interesting. Just one little tidbit uh, that just makes them a little Tiny more. What if what if they kept trying to cast child actors and they're all garbage? And they're like, you know what? You just don't get to talk. 
<laughs> no, and then there's even a scene where where uh, Sam Sam and Henry are like also moving from building to building, hiding from these these mm-hmm. this militia group. And Sam says, it, it, "Are are we loud? Are we making? Or if he says something to the effect, are are we making noise? Obviously, he doesn't want if they're sneaking around. Sam does not can't hear if he's, you know, uh, opening a door if it's creaking or or if he's stepping on glass like they do in the episode. Well, so, and I I did think about that. There's the one part where the whole firefight with uh, Joel and the ambushers is going on." And Henry is trying to like peek out the window to see what's happening, and Sam is just sitting there like what? Because he can't on? see anything, he can't hear anything. I feel like that would make everything even more terrifying because it's like your imagination is always worse. Well, maybe you know what? Here's another question: <laughs> Is your imagination always worse? I think like in our modern day world it is, but I, when there's like giant clicker zombies, I don't know if that's the case anymore. That that would have to be really terrifying, and then uh, they continue to to sort of hammer home that that Kathleen is a fucking psycho. Yeah, because she we we far, we start to find out a little bit more that she's captured all these people who were basically Fedra rats, people that were informants to Fedra, uh-huh. and were were ratting on her resistance. And she tells them that they're going to give them a fair trial and they'll just serve some time. And then she's like, you know, of course, no, we're going to fucking kill all of them. It's like, okay, we get it. We get it. The last of us. She's a psycho. Yeah. (laughs) We understand this this sort of leads into eventually where the, these stories catch back up and Henry and Sam and Joel and Ellie join forces reluctantly. I feel like Joel always joins forces reluctantly. Yeah. It's like, fuck people. I don't like people. And, And what's interesting is there's a, there's a moment there's a couple moments where Henry and Joel are talking and Joel, like there's a certain point after a certain point, he realizes he can kind of trust Henry a little bit. And so he's like, yeah, we're going to Wyoming if, if you want to come with, and it, they don't really hash out details, but he's, he's basically like throwing out an open invite to like, Hey, this is where we're going. If you want to come with tag along with us. Which- I, I thought that part was hilarious. I mean, this was, this is a good bit later in the episode, but, but where you can see that Ellie and Sam are really bonding. Yeah. Because, like, they love comic books. Like, they're just playing like kids. And, and Joel's, Joel's like, well, I think it'd be good for them to have someone, you know, close to their own age or a friend. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm like, Joel, like, you kind of you kind of like Henry, too. You want a friend, too, Joel. It's okay. Yeah. Even in the apocalypse, it's really hard for, for, for straight guys to make friends, apparently. <laughs> why'd, you th- why'd you have to throw in straight guys? No, because <laughs> I forget where this came Somebody, I don't know if this was an Ask Reddit thread or something I was looking at. I think gay guys can make friends way easier. They're just like open, more open, and they can definitely hook up easier for sure. Yeah. But like, they're just like more social. It's sure. Straight men can't show affection, can't make friends. Well, yeah. But yeah, they, they team up and Sam... Uh, not Sam. Henry has this plan to take them through tunnels and like kick them out. I don't know about you. When I when I was watching that part, I'm like, oh, good lord, there's no way this goes well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because even the plan that he was, he he's like, I got a great plan. I know how to get us out here. The only thing is, I need someone that can handle themselves to make sure we get through in case there are clickers. He's like, I've never shot anybody. Or I've never killed anybody. So he sees Joel's able to handle himself in that regard. So he's like. You're my enforcers. I got the plan, and the plan is shit. Like the planet, we're gonna we're gonna go to this tunnel, and <laughs> the the plan is the only good thing that the Casey Fedger did was drive all the infected underground. So because they did that, none of the the Casey Freedom Fighters are down there. So we're just gonna go into the tunnels that all the infected are in, and like. I'm pretty sure there's no infected there anymore, though. It'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. Let's just do that. What could possibly go wrong? And then in the ultimate switcheroo, nothing, really nothing went wrong. <laughs> like, yeah, but you, you get the sense of like at any given moment, a clicker or something can jump out. One of these fucking... Uh, oh, t- tension is high while you're watching yeah, that. Yeah, flashlights. Because it's very... It's dark. It's underground. Mm-hmm. So they're they're traveling by little tiny flashlight. So it's it gives it a little more tense... And in the midst of this, I think was one of the. It, it was a lot of exposition, but it kind of made sense, right? When when you're just chilling underground, you don't have a lot to do, and we we get the full backstory. We get what where the beef is between Kathleen and Henry, and essentially what it is is 
no one no one actually likes Kathleen. No one liked her. Her brother was the fucking man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he was I think I think even even Henry described her her brother as like a perfect person. Like it's like he's like dude, I I turned on this guy and I, and I can barely live with myself cuz this guy was the fucking man. Yeah. Her brother was the one that united these freedom fighters. Her brother was the one that that led them. And Henry, in order to get medication for Sam, uh, like cancer medication. Hey, Mondo, by the way, like apparently somehow in this world, they have medication that can just like cure leukemia. <laughs> I was like, dope. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I don't, I, we don't have that now. Yeah. I mean, this isn't in the future. I don't know how medicine advanced where they can just like cure leukemia with some meds, but like, cool, it worked. Good job. Um, and in order to get this like miracle leukemia medication, Henry turned in Kathleen's brother, who is apparently like the dopest human being alive. He rats him out. He's a rat. And he did it to save Henry. And then Kathleen just goes full warpath. And and in that that process, she actually managed to turn the tables on Fedra. Because like her brother believed in things like humanity and forgiveness and love and Kathleen's like fuck all that shit yeah. we're taking these these uh MFers out and now you know there's a few days past and like her next order of business is to find the man who betrayed her brother that man being Henry aka the most wanted man in Kansas City right so that that actually made sense to me why they were following Kathleen it wasn't they weren't really following her they were following her brother, and she was just sort of trading on his goodwill and street cred. Right. I was like, I get it. You know, like he probably left her in charge. And he and he he even said she should forgive Henry. Yes. Her brother that Henry turned in was like, You should forgive. She was like, fuck that. Me and my brother are not the same person. And, and, yeah. And thematic spoiler alert, that is actually the central theme of The Last of Us Part Two. Which would I think will probably be the next season, the cycle of revenge versus forgiveness and like where that leads you. Well, the, what what Last of Us as a whole, season one. I'm I'm telling you about the, mm-hmm. the game in season one. What they do really well is play on the the dynamic of like good evil. Like, can you define a good person or evil person, or is everyone one and the same? Like, does everyone have a little bit of both of them? And what what motivates a good otherwise good person to do bad things? What motivates a bad person to do good things, mm-hmm. as we'll find out in this, you know, future episodes. So, I, so I, I got a question. Yeah. If you if you were in Henry's shoes, what would you have done? Do you just let your little brother die? Um, I, and again, and hypothetically speaking, and if I was in that environment, I would say, hey, I would send some kind of courier or message to Kathleen, like, look. I'm going to turn myself in, but you have to promise me that you're going to take care of my, um, you know, whatever you want to do, take it out of me, jail me, kill me, whatever. But you got to promise to take care of Sam, make sure he lives, give him the medicine he needs. Well, but they didn't have it. It was Fedra had it. But they could still get it. If could, Fedra had it, you can get it. I don't know if they could have. That was the that was the problem. Hmm. That, that was the issue. Like, from his perspective, Fedra had what he needed, and he thought the only way he could get it was ratting out the brother. No, that's what I'm saying. After the fact that you ratted your you, – he rats out the, the the good guy, the leader guy. Oh, I see what After you're the fact, like, hey, uh, Kathleen, I know you're out to get me. I know you want to kill me or hang me or put, put me to trial. I'm going to turn myself in, but just take care of my fucking kid brother or whatever. Well, well, he actually tries to do that later on, and she's Kathleen's like, fuck that. But by then, it's a little too late because then they've killed more of her follower people, mm. and they've dug themselves into a dip, deeper uh, grave. Also, by rolling with Joel and Ellie, they're like, oh, you're associated with these guys that killed some of my other militant resistance group people. Now I can't forgive you at all, period. Not that she was going to forgive him anyway, but... Yeah, I don't, never, I don't think that was in her bag. Yeah, one never knows, but the fact that he's associated with other people that have done her dirty, she's like, double fuck you. Like, there is no... Now there there is no forgiveness. So the, the episode ends with the zombie scene of all zombie scenes thus far. Yeah. So, so just to, to to recap the scene, uh, they're they're trying to make their way out of the city, and they they are in a residential area, and there's this lone sniper in the second story of a house, just like pinging them. Yeah, Joel's able to sneak up on the guy, 
and and gets the drop on him. And there's that moment of like, dude, just just put your gun down. Yeah, and- Joel's telling the sniper guy, "Hey, look, I don't I don't want to kill you. I don't need to kill you. Put the gun down. Just." Give us ten minutes and we'll we'll be out of your hair. Which which I feel like was gro- uh, growth for Joel. Yeah, just an episode earlier in a very similar situation. He's like, nah, can't take any chances. I think I think what was sneaky was making it and because in the video game it's just a guy, it's just some bot you don't know. In the movie or in the show, what's sneaky is that they make him an older guy. Yeah. So it makes him empathetic to as to why Joel's not going to want to kill him immediately. He's like, okay, it's an old guy. Look, old dude. And it actually explains why he's such a fucking terrible shot. Yeah, he's <laughs> shaking and shit. Um, and then, so then you've got you've got Joel, uh, you know, up in this little crow's nest as all Kathleen's uh, party is, like, rolling up. As they're coming, Joel is able to, sh- you know, shoot the driver of one of their, like, tanks or whatever it is. Yeah. Causes an explosion, summons... All the fucking zombies in Kansas City to like, who, who apparently that that was the one of the big nitpicks I had in this episode. Where were they? Were they where, were all those zombies in someone's basement? Like, well, so that's the thing is the they fuck were, did they, they come from? They were underground, but maybe they were an underground in like a confined or sealed shut area of the underground. So this vehicle that veers off crashes into a building. It basically falls in. It creates and falls into a sinkhole. Right. That that now lets those things that were underground in the tunnel come out. But like, what time? This is this is a residential neighborhood. Like, wh- why sewer, is there a giant sewers, tunnel? Who knows? I don't know what the sewer system or tunnel system like as Casey is, or in this fictional Casey. But maybe those tunnels extended to. Yeah, usually not massive sewer systems under a residential neighborhood. That's not that's not how the sewer system works. Underground somewhere, and okay. they get out. And there's a bunch of zombies. You know what? Maybe maybe there's just an extra lot of shit in Kansas City yeah. suburbs. They just all the Taco Bell and Midwestern food, so they need bigger tunnels. Okay, they, okay. They introduce so all these zombies come swarming out, and they attack this military group enough to distract Ellie, Henry, and Sam to get away. But um, asterisk, we'll get to that in a second. What I, what I liked is that they introduced the big the big boomer. Uh, zombie Bl- bloater. guy, bloater, sure. He's like, so there's the there's the other uh, mutated, um, you know, fungal mushroom clicker guys. Then there's the runner guys, and then there's this big burly fucking thing that takes basically Kathleen's right hand and just separates his head from his body, just kind of like like nothing. It's like whoa, these these mushrooms are tripping out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I remember having to play against that thing for the first time in the yeah. video game, being like, motherfucker. Yeah, you're hard to kill. This will not die. I don't like this. Um, that is one thing I appreciated about that scene. It definitely felt a little video gamey. Yeah. But not too much. It wasn't like, oh, we're just in a video game all of a sudden. Yeah, I think I think they they uh, reenacted the, the events of the video game very well, but in a more theatrical way. Cinematic. Cinematic, theatrical, which was kind of cool. I, that, I, I, you know what, Mondo? I would also, if this is the end of uh, Anne Frank Apocalypse Edition, I would love to see this scene on a Broadway stage. I don't know how they do it, yeah. <laughs> but that would be the biggest budget Broadway show ever. So, uh, so yeah, Ellie... Ellie, Henry, and Sam are, are are actually Henry and Sam get caught underneath the car trying to fight off some of these uh, these uh, zombie creature things. Mm-hmm. And with the help of Joel's um, sniper skills and Ellie, they go and manage to to, to rescue uh, Henry and Sam. They get away. They find another like shelter place to kind of hold in place. Uh, Ellie and Sam are in their own bedroom and they're talking. Yeah, yeah, they're just in in like some like duplex apartments, like or a something. motel or hotel. Yeah, yeah, it seems something like that. While uh, while uh, Henry and uh, Joel are in the other room discussing adult things, uh, S- uh, Sam and Ellie are like talking. You know, and, and that's when Joel tries to make a friend. He's like, "If you want to come with Kansas City with me, I'm mean, just saying." <laughs> <laughs> so, it was so believably awkward. Yeah. Joel's trying to make a friend. Oh. And uh, Sam reveals that to Ellie Yeah, that during the struggle of trying to get away, he got himself either scratched or bitten by one of these zombie fun- fungus zombie things. On the leg. On the leg. He picks up his pant leg and shows Ellie, and Ellie's like, wait a minute. And she tells him in like in uh, 
it's like an Etch-a-Sketch deal, like because she obviously doesn't know signs, so she's like having to write this thing in an Etch-a-Sketch so that Sam can read it. She says, hey, my blood is magic. Medicine. Medicine or something. And she cuts herself in the hand and like tries to do like a rough trans blood transfusion to... Well, she, she's using it like a salve. Sure. Right? She's like she's like rubbing her blood on the affected area. Right. And hopes that her blood does help and fix Sam. Cut to... They wake up in the morning and... Well, uh, well, hold, hold, let, pause. Okay. Pause. Because <laughs> I, I feel like this was a like slight uh, foreshadowing. Because you remember, you liked the joke earlier in the episode where... They're driving, and Ellie's like, I'm going to stay up. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And then it just immediately cuts to her passing out. Yeah. Understandable in that situation. I don't know about you, Mondo. If I was in Ellie's shoes, though, I would not be overconfident that no. my blood was magic. And I'm no. like, I know. <laughs> There's this kid who I know is infected. I'm going to just pass out in a chair. Right and, next to him. And just assume it'll be fine. Yeah. I might have, like, went and told Joel and... and Henry, just so they could like prep for this. Yeah, I mean that this whole situation, him getting bit, not Ellie's fault. The the things that unfold, a little bit Ellie's fault. Probably yeah. probably could have given people a heads up. Give people a heads up, or or can't. Hey Sam, I hate to do this to you, but I'm gonna tie you to your bed. Some just in <laughs> case you fucking zombify over in the middle of the night. I'm gonna tie you to bed so you don't come fucking attack me in the middle of my sleep. But that- hey, hey, Sam, hate to do this to you. I'm gonna go find a hacksaw. Yeah. We're taking that leg off at the knee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like how how it seems like that stuff probably spreads too quickly. I don't know. But like, here's a question, Mondo. What if you got bit, you know, on your ankle or whatever, and within like ten minutes, you just cut off your leg at the knee? Do you, do you live? In like The Walking Dead. Uh, zombies, yes, it does. Obviously, Herschel loses a leg. There's a couple other characters that lose limbs. Like, they get bitten or whatever by mm. these zombies, so they cut the limb off, uh, like, right afterwards. I mean, even World War Z does that, where they cut off limbs if you get bitten because you've wow. got, like, a certain amount of time to save yourself. In this in this world, we don't know how fast the fungus stuff spreads. So, but there's no, I mean, no harm in trying. Because, well, <laughs> honestly, that would make less sense in... The Walking Dead type of zombies, because with that, it's your blood, right? Mm-hmm. Like your blood circulates pretty fast. Like you would have to cut it off almost immediately to keep it from getting into your bloodstream. Whereas mold and and fungus might take a little bit longer to kind of creep. Yeah. So I don't know, but maybe maybe the mold, it's the same deal. Maybe the the fungus gets in your bloodstream and then it travels up to your brain. So you don't have a lot of time. Yeah. You have to do it really fast. Yeah. Um, Hypothetically, yes. You know, we're just guys. We're just preparing. <laughs> we're making plans, right? Uh, so so yeah so <laughs> Ellie Ellie wakes up and sees a sort of hunched over uh, Sam sitting in the bed and she was like yeah I'm sure everything's fine let me just walk up to him and he he completely is zombied out and attacks her they burst through the door into the other room Sam on top of her in, in full like zombie rage mode Joel reaches for the gun Henry's like fuck that you're not getting the gun because I know what you're gonna do. It all happens so fast, right? It all happens like... Did it happen that fast yeah, in the game? Yeah. Well, no. In the game... Huh. How did it happen in the game? It, it was similar. Like, I even remember the, like, my blood is medicine line from the game. Mm-hmm. I, it's been years since I played it. I felt like everything in the show hap- really happened so yeah. fast. Like, I, I felt like in the game there was a lot more like, oh, hold on. Oh, wait. Don't... You know, like, maybe yeah. they're trying to build the tension. And here it was just like... It was just frantic. Like, you didn't have a chance to think. Excuse me. So, yeah, uh, Henry grabs a gun away from Joel, points it at Joel. He's like, no, you're not going to do this to Sam. But also in an instant, like, sees what Sam is doing, attacking Ellie, points the gun and shoots uh, Sam, his little brother, in the head. And and just as fast as, like, his reaction was to shooting his little brother, he's like, what have I done? Oh, he, he had, like, immediate buyer's remorse. Immediate, like, what have I done? And Joel, Joel already knows what's next. Joel's like, put the gun down, give me the gun, and before he even gets a chance to, Henry offs himself. We, we've already sort of had this. There, there were a lot of themes that were reinforced and also established, right? In episode three, we get that theme of like, find that one person that you need to live for and protect them. Yeah. And and we we were like, it's very clear at this point that for. Henry, that person was Sam. Yes, and then I was like, not only did he fail to protect him, he in his mind he's like, oh fuck, I'm the one who just killed him. Yeah, and it's like, 
purpose over, mission failed. Yeah. Uh, you know, re- restart. I don't think there's a restart in this world, unfortunately, but um, that 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 made sense. And then that the uh, the other two themes where I thought was like really important, like oh god, this is great, is like how how far do you go to protect that one person? Because with the the Bill and Frank thing, we we get that theme of like find that one person, protect them. Yeah. Here it's like okay. That person was was Sam for Henry. He was willing to just turn over like the greatest person in the world to save his brother. Yep. He's willing to become a rat. He is, you know, it's like wh- where's the line? Yeah, foreshadowing that comes up later for uh, for sure. And also that thing of like, where does revenge get you? I I thought this this was just a masterful two episode arc, both introducing these characters, like having having them kind of come full circle and then really hitting home on these themes. Yeah. So let's like wrap this up with a couple things. One, what what were the best scene or scenes of these two episodes for you? Uh the the tension, the total tension of like for me putting mm-hmm. my if putting my myself in Pedro Pascal's shoes, you're on top of the fucking clock tower. You're you're shooting um you know, you're shooting whatever the the old guy that's holding the sniper, but then immediately you get that fucking the walkie-talkie saying we're coming, the feel, the 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 helplessness of like they're they're out there, they're down. He's even yelling like "run." They could barely hear what he's saying, mm-hmm. and, and that kind of that helplessness. And he's like, and he, he really so far away, all he can do is snipe. If he was right there, he could you know maneuver them and come this way, come that. Way. But he's just basically he's helpless. He's just provi- providing cover, and, and that's I don't know high tension. That was a good scene for me, at least. Oh, they used a large portion of their budget on that scene because we haven't gotten that many zombie horde anything scenes. We had like the one, um, you know, with Tess where Tess dies. Yeah, and this was the next one, and they were like, "We're we're gonna drop a nice chunk of change on this yeah. one." So, I, and I think it paid off. I think it was worth it. What, were, was there any other scene in these two episodes that kind of did it for you? The uh, the CGI they did. When the little so Ellie Ellie's Ellie's on the ground level same mm-hmm. same scene oh yeah, yeah the- Ellie sees like a little window in a car she's like fuck I got to get in the car to escape this zombie horde she jumps in that little tight window mm-hmm. but a little girl zombie sees her follows her and then the way that the little girl zombie like moves her body like she does like a weird like similar to some with some of these horror movies where they're like walking on their on the ceiling like yeah there's like some ring contorting going on. contorting their bodies in weird ways and the way that little girl moved from out the window into the car and then over the seats that was really creepy the way she kind of just like slithered and like i said moved and contorted in weird ways it was fucked up i also i i enjoyed the payoff of ellie's dumb jokes where she'd been telling all these terrible jokes uh possibly even worse than the ones that, <laughs> that i used at the top of this episode and then, like right at the end of episode four, she just she just has a stealth one where I can't remember I can't remember the setup. It was like it's like it's like Joel, did, did you know that explosive diarrhea is genetic? And she says it in a way where you don't really immediately identify it's a joke. And he's just like, "What the fuck are you?" She's like, "It runs in your genes." It's <laughs> like, and he actually that's the first time I think we've seen Joel laugh since the first episode. Yeah. So like that was kind of a big moment, and and I I was proud of them for successfully using corny terrible jokes yeah. for character development. It's like good job, Last of Us. Uh, La- last question, and then let's get let's wrap this whole thing yeah. up. If you do not think Melanie Linsky worked, like who could have pulled that role off better? Um, I don't know. I never. You, you, I, can, you can cast anybody, any actress. It would have to be someone that you that you because. I think Melanie Linsky has that front, that facade. She's a little too sweet. She's a little too candy, and for her to flip that switch is just a little too much. I think it had to be someone that, like we talked about Ellie in the beginning of the season. How what's uh, what's this actress name that plays Ellie? God damn it, uh, Bella Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Bella Ramsey starts off her aggro levels a little higher than in the video game. Yeah, you'd almost need to cast somebody where their aggro level already starts off a little bit higher up, so that when she does flip the switch, it's not that far. For her to flip, so I don't know. I, I I have to really think about. You know who, who I I wouldn't have immediately thought, but after seeing Mayor of Easttown, I'm like, get freaking um, what's her name, Kate Winslet yeah, she's in good. that role. Like, 
I didn't know she had that gear, but she doesn't because you're I think you're right. Like in Yellow Jackets, we have the whole arc of the character being the sweet housewife and then kind of breaking bad, going all Walter White. But you, there's not enough time for that here. So it's like you, you need someone who feels more badass. Yeah. So like and I think I think Kate Winslet bringing that Mare of Easttown energy would have been excellent. Yeah. I'm sure there are other actresses I can think of. I just where we don't have enough time for my brain to process that that question and come up with a good answer. But anyway, did you have anything else you wanted to add? We're already an hour and like seven minutes or so. Nope. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. Um, go e- go Eagles. Go Eagles. I hope you guys beat the fucking Chiefs today or did beat the Chiefs today. Uh, we'll talk to you guys in a week. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Hey everyone, Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you. 